about Amalek. Which again, just very briefly, guys, why would a perm volume begin with Amalek? Because it's not such a stretch to connect Haman to Amalek. Okay, what would be the thank you, William. What would be the source of connecting Haman with Amalek? Very good, very good, Jojo. So Haman is called Hamana Agagi. We only have the word Agag as a name with one character. Who's the one character called Agag? The king of Amalek. Remember, he's the one that Shaul spares. Okay, so we, I'm not even sure if this is Josh. Maybe this is Pshad. If we only have one Agag in Tanakh, and Haman is called Hamana Agagi. So maybe Haman is indeed a descendant from the tribe of Amalek, okay? So therefore, a lot of Divrei Torah in Purim might have an Amalek theme to them as well. So here we go. What does it say? Now again, remember guys, in Rav Hutner, the sources are in the back, so he's not going to tell you where it's coming from. But here's a Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? Reshit Goyim Amalek. Amalek is somehow the first of the nations. Va'achrito Adei Oved. What is his end? Oved with an Aleph? Or... Other meaning? Destroyed. So again, what does the Pasuk say? Amalek's the first nations, and somehow he gets destroyed, achrit, at yeah. the end. Okay, does anyone know what the word a, a tkufa is? Yeah. Very good. Take your view. Excellent. Even though, the, now notice, he's taking achrit not just as the end of Amalek, but like the end of days. Okay, so now we're talking about the end of days. So what should be happening at the period... Of Hi, welcome. Oh, okay, great. Billy, if you want, you can sit in the big trash. We're very liberal as you. Okay, great. You can even sit next to your husband. That's great. Okay. Just to realize that's always this, that's reserved for the most serious person in the Yeshiva. Okay? Okay, excellent. Okay, so now, even though the period of, even though the period of Akhrid Hayamim, okay, Heat Kufa what do we envision the end of days being, guys? A time of tikkun. Everybody makes it, right? Even, like, you know, the Spaniards and the Frenchmen, right? And the Dutch, right? Everybody's good. Everybody's in good shape, right? It's Akhrid Yamim. Okay. Uh, what does it say now? So what's the surprising thing, guys, of Akhrito Oved? At a time that we expect everybody to make it, Amalek doesn't make it. Okay, so obviously the question will be, what is it about Amalek they don't make it, right? If Akhridiyam, we have a lot of problems in this world, but if we envision this end of days Akhridiyam envision as a time where everybody makes it, why would there be an exception? Okay, everybody gets over? Okay, terrific. Okay, now what makes, guys, we're going to skip around a lot because I'm going to do four pages here. Okay, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I think it's a very, very deep piece. Now what makes Amalek not make it? Now don't forget, have the Pasuk start. They are Rashid. Goyim. Now, maybe we'll do this part actually without reading it inside, because you guys are bright, maybe you'll figure it out. Okay, in what sense, if I'm thinking about Tanakh, in what sense is Amalek the first of the nations? What would give them first some... Ah, very good. Jojo's on fire here. I, I think Jojo really flourishes every time Eli leaves for the day. Okay, I think, I think there's a connection here. Okay. So, let's think of Am Yisrael as a national entity. So I think we can argue that they're not really a national entity till they leave Egypt, right? Is that a fair argument? Like during the obvious of Yaakov stage, not really a national entity. So again, you might say, what is the first conflict with the non-Jewish world after Yitzhak Mitzrayim? It is a military attack from Amalek. So that might be why they are Reshit Goyim. So now let's go. what we got from the first paragraph. What do we now know? Reshit Goyim Amalek. Amalek is the first one to attack Am Yisrael as a collective body. And somehow... 
even in this Akhrida Yamin period when people tend to make it, Amalek doesn't make it. Okay, everyone's good so far? Okay, great. Let us go to bed. Okay? And now you're going to see how Rafutner beautifully weaves this tapestry together. Bed. Parshat Nechiyat Amalek, Smuchahi, Leparshat Vayishma Yitro. Okay, what's Smucha? Okay. Uh, very good. Very good. Adjacent next to, correct. Even very good. Okay. So, what do we know in Sefer Shemot? Right after Amalek attacks is the end of Parshat Bishalach. What's the next thing that happens in the beginning of the next Parsha? Right after Amalek attacks? Well, what's after Bishalach? Yitro. So, what's the next thing that happens? Yitro comes. So, you probably heard various draws showed about is there some kind of relationship between Amalek attacking and Yitro coming? So, now let's look at this, masha, this uh, Midrash. And it's going to work off a Pasuk again, and now things are going to get really intriguing. Amrul Zechachim, what did the sages say? Late Take. You hit the lates. Who's the lates? What does lates mean? Very good. Jacob Wyman, because that was you again, right? Yeah. Okay, excellent. I like when Jacob Wyman gets it right. It's like, uh, like, what's the way to say this? You know, like when a lot of people score gold and they just go crazy, and some of you like stand there like that's what was supposed to happen? That Jake's in the second camp. Okay? Okay. Okay, what? Stow yeah. Jacob, you like that on the ball field too, or just in the, in the base matters? Okay. Oh, you you let it out on the on the courts. All right. Okay. I guess I guess I have to play ball with you to see the other side of Jake Weinberg. Okay. So uh, in, in any case, ah, so late is like a joker. What if just to make it a little bit better, guys? What do we say? Joke, not just jokes, but like someone who mocks or scoffs. Okay, I think that's better because obviously just because you tell jokes doesn't mean like you mock. But I think here it's mockery. So late takes. So what do you do? You hit the lates. Upeti yarim. Peti means a fool, and Yarim means he gets more clever. Can anyone tell me where that is in Sefer Brachet? Yarim get, having to do with clever. Ooh, that's a good one. Chuck. Is there Ah, see, Chuck is an unsung uh, star of the Bay Midrash. Okay, the darkest horse for Shanabet. Okay, here we go. So, uh, this, what does it say about the snake? Hanachashaya, arum mikol cheresedeh, which in context means he was the most clever. So again, so what does the Pasuk say? You hit the lates, but notice who gets clever as a result? Not the lates, but the petty. Okay, have we got that? So that's the Pasuk. You hit the lets, he doesn't get better though. My, the chastisement doesn't work, but the petty learned something. And now Chazal very interestingly say, oh, let's identify the people in this Pasuk. Lates take ze amalek. Who's the lates who gets hit? Amalek. Upeti yarim ze yitro. So obviously this is playing off the psukim, right? What happens after Am Yisrael wages war with Amalek? Yitro shows up. So somehow Amalek didn't develop at all as a result of this, but somehow Yitro had a development as a result of this. Okay, everybody good so far? Okay, so that's what Chazal are doing. Now, obviously one of the questions is, wait, what is it about Amalek that makes them identified with the lates? Everyone's still good? Okay, great. Now, just remember one thing, guys, just for, this is just for modern Hebrew, not for today's piece. Let's say, oh, I'll give you a great thing to do, guys. This is a really great thing to do. I, I have not done it, so there's not much for anybody, but did, did anyone ever think about becoming a, a hospital clown? You guys know there is such a job? You can volunteer for it? Did anyone ever think about it? 
Elion, you'd be perfect. Why have you not done it? Elion, it's actually a mystery to you. It is a mystery to you. I haven't done it yet. I haven't seen it. Okay, but what, what are you waiting for? Okay. All right, all right, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. You want to dub? The Joker? I don't believe he's a hospital clown. <laughs> oh, he really is? Oh, okay. I have not seen you. Yes, Leo. Thank you, Marty. Oh, there you go. Shh. A young boy named Noah. Yoav is not the same name as Noah. Ah, I don't know that. Okay. Very good. There you go. Wait, you got to bring your dad back. I didn't know I could make fun of him for being like a hospital Santa. That, that's good material. Okay, bring him back. Okay. Okay, excellent. What? He was he was a hospital Santa, not a hospital clown. No, I'm talking about a different. Okay, next. Oh, so here's what to say, guys. How do you say clown in modern Hebrew? Late sons, the same word, right? Someone who makes jokes. But there, obviously, it's not negative. Okay, although maybe you had a yeshivish rabbi who wants to. Oh, you know, this must have happened to you at some point in life, right? Has anyone ever said, stop being such a late? Or, oh, you're engaging in late sonot, late sonos. No, no one ever said that? Okay. Yonadav, apparently the Cleveland rabbinate is not yeshivish enough. Okay, so here we go, guys. Okay, have we got it? So what do we have so far? What did paragraph one say? Paragraph one said that Amalek's not going to make it at the end of days. And they're reshit goyim. What did paragraph two say? Amalek is a let's. Okay, let's go to paragraph three. Bilcho late sonot shaninu. Ko late asira. Leitzenuta is forbidden. Now, again, guys, I'm insisting here, it can't mean jokes. Like, jokes are not forbidden. The Gemara tells jokes. Okay? But what is, I was going to say it means like mockery. We don't like to mock things. Chutz me leitzenuta What does the Gemara say? You want to get your mockery out? What could you mock? Uh, paganism. That's a good topic for mockery. Okay? So don't use your, don't use your mockery except when it comes to paganism. Okay. Now, he says something interesting. Hello, Barur. It's clear. Let's go over to page two. This ability to mark, What's his assumption? Why should mockery be limited to paganism? What would seem to be the idea? What is it? What are good topics to mock? Anything that is that is bad. So you want to mock Ponzi schemes? You could mock Ponzi schemes, right? It's not limited to a you, you could uh, you could mock other. I'm sorry. You can mock other bad things too. What's the obvious question then? What's the obvious question? If it really is about all evil endeavors, so why did Chazal say specifically Avodazar? Okay. Guys, still with me? You're going to have to hold a lot together, but now comes my actually my favorite part, even though it's not the ultimate answer. Okay. Now he quotes a Pasuk that says as follows. Look at the fourth line. How do you recognize a man? How do you know what a person is truly about? What might that mean? According to his praise. But now, guys, Rabbi Yonah is going to do a beautiful reversal. If I asked you, what do you think is the simple shot in the Pasuk? You know a person according to his praise. What would you tell me? What's the simple reading? Yoni. 
Excellent. So that's what everybody except Rebbeini Yonah thinks. Yoni is totally right. Yoni Krantz is right. That's the simple shot. How will I know what Mati is like? I'll ask, well, what do people praise him for? They praise him for being clever. They praise him for his sense of humor 90% of the time. Right? They, um, okay. What? Okay. So that, that's how you know somebody, right? Ask how a person gets praised. Okay, guys. Now Rebbeini is going to make a tremendous reversal. Here we go. And Rafutner loves these kind of reversals. Uh, what would seemingly be the pshat? As Yoni said, Da'ish Nikar. What's Da'ish Nikar? You can know a person, recognize a person. Based on how people praise him. Okay, what's the alternative, guys? Ah, very good, Quincy. Now, again, I don't know if it has to be either or, but Yona likes the idea, how do you really know a person? Ask yourself what they praise, right? Because that shows you what you value, right? Not now, you, even saying it's always going to go together. So Rav Hunter later has something really interesting. Maybe I'll do this again, not reading inside. To, but we're doing okay timing-wise. Rav Hunter has the following example in this project. Because I'm not going to read it inside, but anyone wants to take a look. What if you have person A studies Torah and person B does not? Okay, we're good. So for whatever reason, A studies Torah and B does not. But now, when guests come to the community, what do we notice? Person A gets all excited every time a rich guy comes. That's what gets person A excited. Oh my God, this guy has you know, three different homes. I can't wait to schmooze them in shul. Okay? That, that, the guy who learns. The guy who doesn't learn gets excited every time a Talmud Chacham comes to the community. Okay, so if Hunter says, in some ways, the second guy is more profoundly connected to Torah than the first guy. Because maybe the ultimate test is not what you do. There could be a lot of reasons that affect what you do. Maybe the ultimate test is where do you show value? Where do you show recognition of what matters? So, if, so Ethan, I think in that case, it might not go together. Like, could be a lot of people in the community praising guy one for his Torah study, but if we ask, and in his heart of hearts, what gets him excited? Wealth is what gets him excited. Where guy two is never going to be praised by anybody for his Torah study, but in his heart of hearts, that's what he appreciates and does. Now, obviously, guys, you can take this too far. I am not suggesting here that, well, it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you praise the right things. Right? Obviously, that would be a little bit extreme, but I do think it's a pretty clever reversal. That each Mahalo, maybe we're not evaluating the person based on what people praise you about, but according to what you praise. That shows what you really think is important. Jacob, what do you think? No, basically he says to everybody else. The guy, I didn't look it up, but he says, you know, you know let's find out. Do I have my opener? I put it back on the shelf. I put it back on the shelf. We should, no, actually. Let's see, what's faster? That's what get her to go to the concordance. I'm going to guess the concordance is faster. Guys, which word in the Pasuk would you look up? Yeah, yeah, because you always want to pick the least common ones you could find it. Good, good rule. You guys know about that? In concordance, you go with the least common one if you want to find the Pasuk? Okay, hallelujah, here we go. Oh, it's Mihalolo, right? Yeah, I guess getting a friend might have been faster. Mm-hmm. No, now I'm upset that this one's not this one's not my work here. Yeah, get a runner, please. Guys, yeah, this is good 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 because usually my sons would definitely be happy right now. Usually I'd be so stubborn, I have a stubborn personality trait, that once I took a concordance, I would insist on finding it this way. But thank God for once I won't be so stubborn. It's not there? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's in my box downstairs. Yeah, sorry about that. 
Uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I don't know why I can't find it in concordance. Okay. In any case, so Jacob, I don't know if other commentaries say the other thing, but it sounds like he thinks the simplest reading is what Yoni Grant said. He just said he thinks Rabino is a little bit of a reversal. Okay. You got all the first three paragraphs down? Okay, here we go. Let's go to paragraph four. Now things are going to start to come together. Okay, because you might say we're all over the map here. We've got Amalek, we've got Lates, we've got Ishlafi Mahalo. Where does it all come together? It's going to start to come together right now. Look at Dalit. Okay. Look at the line that begins with Ladat. You have the fifth line there, guys? Now, Rafutner not only was a poet, but he was a very good psychologist. Look what he says now. I think this is totally on the money. Okay. Uh, you're the best, Quincy. Thank you very much. Nice to see that you're such a nice person while your parents are here. Excellent. Uh, he's just putting it on for his parents. Okay, here we go. Let's try Aleph. Ishlafi Mahalo. Where is it? Ah, it is a Pasuk in Mishle, Mishle 2721. So, okay, Jacob, we'll check it out later. Okay, we'll check out if the other Mepharshim and Mishle go with go a different approach. Okay, if I don't, we never discuss it, send me a WhatsApp to remind me. Okay, 2721, Mishle, Chavzayin, Chavav. Okay, here we go, guys. Okay, Okay, this is great. What are we talking about, Yona? What trait? Valuing something else, valuing somebody's qualities. This power to recognize someone's significance. What do we find in the human soul, in the human personality? What's a hitnagdut? Oh, you guys all know this. Come on. There is a. What? No, not hitnagdut. That would be with a hey. Hitnagdut with a doubt. There is a. Opposition. I said that like 10 times. Mati was right. Excellent, Mati. Okay. Like the Misnagdim. Why is there hitting Abdul? Yesh koach benefesh adam nitia. What's the inclination? Kharifa. A sharp inclination. Lizilzul. Guys, now it's interesting because some personalities might have this more than others, but I think definitely there are people who have this. You don't have to volunteer yourselves. Right? It's almost like if everybody's praising something. You feel a need to knock it down, right? Okay, right, there you go. So there is this kind of sense that, again, it doesn't mean there's all the personality. Part of your personality might like to praise things, but there's another part that says, oh, nothing's that great. I have this need to negate. Obviously, some people have that stronger than others. Okay, so says Rafunder, there's recognition of significance, and there is a contrary psychological trait, which is the need to debunk. Okay, great. I'm sorry? So now, okay, is Phil usually in the series? Not usually in the series. I can't remember anymore. I don't know, but you thought I was saying there's a contrary trait. What? Yeah, is Phil on the sheet? Oh my God. Okay. See, okay, right, that's right. The, the ultimate contrarian move is to not show up in the, in the sheer about being contrarian. Oh my God. That is, that is meta. Okay, so then there are two questions left, guys. There are two questions at this point. Johnny, with us here? This is a great topic, right, Johnny? It's even better than discussing restaurants and cruises. This is the best topic ever. Okay, here we go. Guys, at the end of the year, I'm definitely gonna have to, there's one student in Lindemann I have to apologize to, and I'm gonna have to apologize to Johnny Cornbluth. There are two people who got it out of proportion, for sure. Okay, I think in a right, it's only Johnny, right? Is that true? Is anybody else I'm always going after? Who? No, you don't know the hell did I go after you? <laughs> Do you think it's even close to Johnny? 
All right, you know, you let me know if I need to apologize to Wilson. Okay. So, guys, skip down to the line that begins with who. It's about six lines from the bottom. Okay, so now he says in every... No, Crystal Caleb had only started after I found out at whiskeyfun.com. That was like two weeks ago. How often did I mention him before two weeks ago? Okay. Not bad, not bad, Mati. Wasn't your best, but not bad. Okay. So every single line is who? Ben Shtena Kudoma Siamot? Okay, so now everyone says about every human being, you could ask two questions. What are the two questions to ask? Here we go. What's your matzav, your situation? Again, every human being has both powers. Again, what is one inclination? Hilul, I like to praise things. Let me be fair to the fills of this world. Just like there are people who are too quick to debunk, there are people who are too quick to praise, they want a hero, and the hero can't do anything wrong, right? they're always looking for some, the next hero. So there is this fight between the koach ha'ilul, the ability to praise, and koach ha'letzanut. The desire to mock or scoff things. Okay. But, says Rav Hunter, that's not the only question. Even if the first impulse is winning, namely the impulse to praise, look what Rav Hunter does now. What's Akati again? Very good. Jake knows you again, right? Notice, notice the stoic response. Okay, there is still a question. Okay, koach hahilul shetach That is a clever point. What's a shetach? What territory does it act? Does it function? Meaning, even if I have the ability to praise, what's the million dollar question? What am I praising? Right, so again, so Ravinder says there's always two questions to ask a human being. Are you more of a praise kind of person or a debunking kind of person, which he's identified with late sunhood? Let's say I'm a praise kind of person. That doesn't end the question. What do I praise? Again, do I spend all my time praising fancy cars or do I praise people who are honest? Right, where do I find that kind of reverence for things? Okay, everybody good so far? Okay, great. Now we're ready for things to come together. Just as I'm doing the next thing, if somebody else could give out the second sheet, that would be wonderful. Let's just make sure I have the right ones. Can't you say the same thing about like, I'm sorry? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a very good point, Joe. You're right. Okay? But I guess because Rapunzel is going to praise the ability to praise, she's more interested in that distinction. It's almost like he wants you in the first balance to be more in the camp of Hilul. He doesn't want you to be more in the camp of late Sonoran. Right, so he's scoffing at the scoffers. Ah, that was very good. Okay, excellent. So now comes his, again, I shouldn't say the most clever point. There's like 85 clever points here. Okay, so now we're in the last paragraph on page two. Let's read the following question. What's he looking for? The biggest misuse of the Kol what would be the biggest misuse of the Kochilul? I'm praising something, I'm reverencing something that's totally false, totally not worth it. Good. Guys, what's Abudat Elim a euphemism? Not euphemism. A synonym for? Avodazar. Now let's think for a second, guys. Okay, this is really, guys, I, I have to thank you because, I, I, you know, when you teach what you love, you have a great time. I, I love teaching this piece. Why is Avodazar the best example, guys? Well, 
think about it. What is perhaps the greatest expression of koachahilul? To worship something. Right? I'm not even praising it. I am worshiping it. I agree that that is koachahilul to the utmost. But let us say I am worshiping, you know, some silly pagan religion that's interested in Halloween, right? Or that's interested in child sacrifice, right? So at that point, what am I doing? That is the ultimate misuse of koach ha'ilul. Okay, can you hear what the is doing here? Okay, excellent. Now you guys are all going to get where he's going to go. Okay, wait, let's think for a second. In Rav Huttner's structure... Matthew, what, you, you like the Halloween or the child sacrifice? What, what, what was amusing there? You equated them. Oh, the equation. Yeah, that was a little bit silly of me. That is true. Okay, guys, just so it's clear, I do not think that Halloween is equally equal to evil to child sacrifice. Okay, maybe it's a good rule for life. The fact that a rabbi once put two things in the same sentence doesn't mean he thinks they are the moral equivalent. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I got, I got to be more careful now. Okay, that's just what I need to get out there. Right, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, the rabbi equates Halloween with child sacrifice. <laughs> okay, so in any case, had it, guys, remember what term did he use? What was the way to negate, or what was the opposition to Koach What was the opposition? Late Sanut. Wait, guys, what did the Gemara say? What, what's the one time to use Late Sanut? So now it makes sense. That's why he picks that. Not that Avodah Zarah is the only example, but it's the quintessential example. Because what has the just argued? Avodah Zarah is the greatest misuse of Koach I am worshipping something that's dangerous, something that's false. So says Rav at that point, that is the perfect place for late Sunday. That's where mockery has its place to shine. Mock, mock, okay, I'm not going to equate again, Mati. Mock, okay, mock child sacrifice, and then you're going to get rid of the Koach there. Okay, we're all good at that? Okay, great. We're now on the third page. Okay, let's go down to uh, the, we're in paragraph, hey. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know if you were here when I announced it in the beginning. You were here in the beginning, right? I, 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 tr- I was nervous, cause I felt guilty because I was printing out four sides. So because of my guilt, I only did it for half the guys in the room. Okay, I, I knew Quincy was going to look at me and I was going to think about the tree collection of humanity. So uh, I couldn't deal with that. So I only did for every other person. Okay? What? It's true, Quincy. We, we, we need to get you out of these years so I can copy for everybody. Okay, so uh, okay, so here we go, guys. So everyone, you see in Hay where it says the line he, it's about nine lines from the bottom. He, him, I'm sorry, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to end that line. Now he's going to even another clever piece. There's just one clever thing after another. It says in the most famous Muslim book, What does one late sanut do? What is the late sanut capable of doing besides getting rid of the kohachayilu? Okay, well, it's doche. It, ah, and let's go just to a slightly different translation from Ezra. Let's call tocha rebuke. Okay, so what is late sanut able to do? Push off 100 rebukes. So it protects you from rebuke in a bad way, though. Okay, we're talking about rebuke that you need, right? Late Sunnah is able to get rid of rebuke. Okay, and now says Ravutner something really brilliant. Now you could say, wait, there are a lot of things that get in the way of the rebuke. Not just late Sunnah. I'm going to say that arrogance gets in the way of rebuke. Maybe anger gets in the way of rebuke. Maybe, maybe selfishness gets in the way of rebuke. So why does the Masilia Sharm focus on late Sunnah as that getting in the way of rebuke? So look at the last four lines. This is really, I think, really brilliant. Amnam, hey, me, madvarim. 
Ein kana kavana. We're not talking about l'miniat kabbalat tochacha pratit al davar prati. We're not saying that something that gets in the way of rebuke on about a davar prati. Ready? Very good. A specific matter. I mean, we can think of a lot of things that get in rebuke of a specific matter, right? Let's say I, I don't know, uh, I show off my intelligence too often, right? So it could be my arrogance gets in the way of rebuke. When you rebuke me for that, I won't give in because I'm arrogant. But it gets in a very specific matter. Ah, says Rav Hunter, the Pashadu, it's obvious, the Pratyutashal Kol Tochacha, when it comes to the singularity, the details, there could be many factors, right? Human beings are complex. There could be 17 reasons why I'm not able to take rebuke. But what's true about Leitzanud? What does everyone argue, guys? It is the the joker? What word should I use for it? What's something that works across the board? What is it? The ace. Ah, thank you. I got the wrong card reference. Okay, yeah, the ace, right? It works for everything, right? Because most things have the, tr- the actions they're connected to and the actions they're not connected to. But let's like play out of under psychology. According to Funder, what does Leitzana do? Let's just think for a second. I think it's very simple, right? What, if I'm rebuking you or you're rebuking me, what's almost a necessary assumption for the rebuke to be effective? That the topic we're talking about matters. Can you agree that? Like, let's say, I'll use him because we know it wouldn't possibly be true. Okay, let's say we saw Harrison being mean to an old lady in the Rova Square. Like, you know, he runs past her to get to rebar before her, right? So, uh, so I rebuke him and say, Harrison, like, don't you care about, like, the dignity of old ladies? You're really going to beat her out for rebar? Okay, now that assumes that we all agree that treating old ladies nicely matters. But if you think it doesn't matter in the slightest, it's not going to be a very effective rebuke, right? So rebuke depends on the ability to grant something significance. Again, the hilul. The hilul quality is what allows for rebuke. And remember, in Rafutner's world, what negates the ability to see something as being significant? Scoffing. So late sonut is the ultimate rebuke beater. Because it's not based on a specific trait. It is for every trait. Okay, so now we've made a lot of progress here, guys. Okay, let's just think about the progress we've made. We have said as follows, that um, when the Gemara said, okay, let's go back, actually, I think maybe Rebbe is the building blocks. According to Rebbe how do you know a person? Not the only grand shot, which is the simple shot, based on how he's praised. You know a person based on what he praises. So that brought Rebbe to this question of, uh, do you have the ability to praise things? And then Rebbe said, but wait, but every human being's got the opposite. They also want to... Debunk. They want to critique. So we have that fight. Okay. And then Rav Hunter said, that is what we call late sanut, the desire to mock or squaff things. Then Rav Hunter said, everything flows from here. Why does the Gemara endorse late sanut of Odazara? Because he viewed of Odazara as the biggest misuse of the Kohahilu, of the ability to praise. So late sanut is very much in place there. This also works. Why does late sanut negate rebuke? Because rebuke is predicated on things matter. But if I'm able to make nothing matter through late sanut, so rebuke is totally ineffective. Okay, anybody, everybody good? Any questions so far? Okay. Now we all have one last piece to go, guys, which is, that's all very nice, but what does this have to do with Amalek? Right, because again, we did have a midrash that linked Amalek with late sanut. Okay, Izzy, you doing okay? Have you been able to catch up even though you came late? Yeah, you got it all? 
it's good that I do these summaries, right? If you listen to the summary, you can get it all. Okay, but easy, but it's even better in the original. Okay, all right, great. Okay, okay. So let's go with you know, you know, Johnny. You know, it's not fair. <laughs> oh, by the way, I didn't even know you were about to get up. I was gonna make fun of the owner again, so it would be two to one, and he's gone. So no, yeah, I, I so, yeah, I was going like, go out and find the owner. Okay. No, I got you. Okay. That's amazing. God definitely arranged that because I did not know Johnny was about to get up when I turned him. I was just turning him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it says it. God runs the world. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like after like the uh, the ontological and the cosmological and theological proof, we have like the Johnny Cornboom and sheer proof. Okay. Here we go. So let's go to uh, let's go let's go to Vov. Okay. Let's go to Vov. Okay, so the last thing we need to do is we need to bring this back to Amalek. Okay. So there's a famous Rashi where Rashi, quoting the Midrash, again, plays with their language a little bit. What does the Midrash say Amalek did? Asher karcha baderech. You guys remember that phrase? Now, literally, guys, it is not from the word kar kolt. What's really the root there of asher karcha baderech? Kar is from the word mikre. What's a mikre? A happening. So the real translation is, what did Amalek do? They happened upon you on the way. And if you go with that, Jojo was right, you probably have a Torah that kind of identify Amalek with the world of coincidence, with happenstance. But there's a famous Rashi there, you know, the Midrash, Midrash just cannot resist wordplays. It looks at the word karch and it says, wait, we see the word kar. What did Amalek do? They cooled you off. Remember this, guys? There's even this imagery of like a really hot bath nobody wants to step into. And then once one person steps into it, does it ring a bell to a lot of you? You did that Rashi in elementary school? Okay. I'm sorry? did it just last year. Oh, really? Okay, there you go. Okay, so now let's think for a second, though, if we go with that Rashi. Why does that fit in historically again, guys, that there's this hot bath that Amali cools off? What's the hot bath in the nimshal of that parable? Exactly. One would imagine that after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, everyone is intimidated by the Jews. But now they can one imagine that. Oh, actually, I'm really happy if somebody gets this. Okay, maybe you can even prove it from Kumash. Where do we see that a lot of the nations were intimidated after Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Where is that said explicitly? And it's, I'll give you a hint, guys. We say it in Davening every day. Ah, very good. Ezra, was you? Excellent. Ezra Burke is a, that, the, the, the Talmud Torah star of Dallas. Okay, again, we're still not sure what the competition's like, but he is the top guitarist there of Dallas. Oh, yeah, Simulina, that's true. That is very serious competition, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but I, I good, we can have different categories if you want. Because Simcha is amazing at abstract analysis, but you could become a better reader than him. So go with the reading one. You'll be the best reader of Torah in Dallas. Okay, so uh, in any case... Um, Ah, it says in Azyashir that all the nations were afraid. But to be fair, we sang that though, so it could kind of be ghosting. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact that you sing something means it's not true? It's like if you sing a song about how everyone fears you, and it's every country's national anthem, it's always yeah. like we're the best country. You know, like, wow, best never heard this rule before. Yeah. You guys are skeptical of song. Wait, just national anthems or all songs? I mean, in general. Wait, Monty, are you like, uh, are you skeptical of the Beatles songs? Which Peter song goes, we are the greatest, will our fears us? I'm yeah. saying, do you not believe that yesterday all his troubles were far away? You don't believe that? <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> oh my god. You guys, you guys are really skeptical. Oh my god. Okay. 
Okay. No, but that wasn't a song. No, but you understand that when someone's posting, they're always going like they're always being sarcastic to some extent. Always and, you, and you think songs are kind of like a boast, right? Like no, a national. I, I was about to song, I was about to song. No, I'm really thinking. I'm thinking with well, you're right. I'm just thinking about it. But as you actually is a boast, not just a song. As a boast, it's exaggerating. Okay, all right. I hear your argument. Like, rubbish celebrations. If they the truth is, it, it's good. Whether I'm right or whether you're right or not, I, I, you gave me a chance to make a good Beatles joke. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So Amalek, so everyone's afraid of the Jews, and Amalek comes and changes the atmosphere, right? Everyone's oh, if Amalek could attack, we could also attack. Okay, great. But now he does something really great. Okay, I said it like five times. Just, you can see, I love this piece. Go down to like the seventh line. See what it says, Bazeh? Shemilcham toshel Amalek. What is the battle of Amalek? Uh, Garma, what's to be Gorim something? Causes Zilzul Bachashibutosh Yisrael. What does it do? A negation of Am Yisrael's? Ah, this I think is really clever. I have no idea if it's right, but it's really clever psychologically. Arguably, guys, what might have motivated Amalek to attack? What if Amalek had a very strong debunking principle? They hated when things were elevated. So, what might they say? We can't deal with the fact that Am Yisrael is now being treated as this exalted nation. How are we going to deal with that? We'll attack them, right? We need to push them off their pedestal, right? We can't handle that, right? We need to get them, okay? You know, okay, very, very good, guys. So now, I think we've made progress now, because now is the first time that we've actually linked Amalek with Leit Sanut. Okay, we've been waiting for that till now, right? Because till now it's been really interesting psychologically and ethically. But now he's saying this is where we see the. Can I say that's very nice? But what makes Amalek late Sanut? But again, if late Sanut is you don't like Hashivut, you don't like praising things, you don't like things being exalted. So then when you see a nation in exalted status, you feel need to attack them. So now we can successfully identify Amalek with late Sanut. But it gets even better, guys. Okay, let's now go back to the Yitro Pasuk. What did Chazal say there? The Pasuk says, you hit the lates, but who's the one who grows from it? The petty, not the lates. But now it makes a lot of sense, because what did Avner say earlier in the game? That the person who's immune to rebuke is also the person with late sanut. Because as long as nothing is serious in this world, rebuke doesn't hit you. Rebuke doesn't affect you, I should say. So now, all the pieces are starting to come together. We'll have one piece left after Jonah's question. Says Ravunar, I can now identify Amalek with late Sanut. They're the ones who feel the need to lower Israel's stature after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And now I can also say that's why Amalek can't accept Tochacha. Because you could always neutralize the Tochacha by mocking it. Jonah. I was just going to say, is this, is this whole shear just indirect Musr to, to Fel, or is this... Uh, no, it's indirect Musr to uh, all of uh, Western modernity, okay? That I, I think sometimes, okay, um, yeah, I, I'll say this, why not? Okay, yeah, so you, since you guys are too young, you probably do not follow Facebook very much. Just curious, how many people in the room actually have a Facebook page? I used it for login today. Okay, so just very curious. Zevi, uh, why do you have one? I'm sorry? Your parents told you to get one. Okay. Elian, why do you have one? Same, I don't even know how to use it. 
Okay. So, well, you're a little bit older. Well, I guess, actually, you're not old enough. Why do you have one, Aaron? Okay, I have a church schmooze with Aaron, a very nice fellow. Aaron Fine over here. But why, why do you have one? Uh, for my fraternity alumni. Ah, uh, there you go. Ah, uh, these guys are still pre-college. Uh, that's what they're... You, 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 you got, you got Okay, yeah. It also helps with candy crushes. Wait, why does it help? You get rewards. You get more points because you have a Facebook page? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why I have a... Wait, does, is it the same company, or they're just helping each other? No, it, the people who run Candy Crush also, yeah, or is it? Oh my God! What, what about the purity of sport? We, we, we're diminishing the purity of sport. You get extra points for a Facebook page. Imagine if I get basketball, you got extra points because you have a Facebook page, right? The NBA would never do that. It's not the same companies that they get publicity because they can share things on your Facebook page and stuff with yeah, the game. Yeah, right. It's advertising. That does not change what I said about the purity of sport. Yes. Where is the purity of competition? Okay. Wow, guys. An- another downfall for the Western world. Yeah. Currently, on that, like, it was actually really helpful. I asked my mom to post um, if she knew anyone in Bulgaria. Oh, I saw her post actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was not able to answer because I don't know if in Bulgaria. This was not a critique of Facebook. I was just curious. So, those of you on Facebook, all three of you, if you want. So, some of you know I wrote a critique of the English Literature Department at YU. So, most of the debate has been going on on my Facebook page. Okay, People have written some very interesting answers. You can see the argument right there. Okay, but one of the things that's emerged in terms of what's going on now, so this desire to debunk has become very prominent in humanities courses on university. So that could play out, I would say, both in history and in literature, right? And how does debunking play out? So when I'm reading Shakespeare, I don't focus so much on his beautiful language or on his psychological insight. What do I focus on? Yes. Oh, you see, look at uh, that comedy. Oh, wait. What's the comedy I'm thinking of? No. The Taming of the Shrew. Thank you. Obviously, it's Taming of the Shrew. Right. Way to go, Monty. Right. Look at the Taming of the Shrew, see how women are treated. Or look at the Merchant of Venice and see how Jews are treated. Or look at Othello and see how the Moors are treated. Right. Shakespeare is just this uh, raving, racist, misogynist. Right. That's what we could get from him. Okay. Or you could do the same with historical figures. Right. Oh, you think Thomas Jefferson was really one of the heroes of the American Revolution, but, you know, he fathered a child from his slave. Right, which actually is true. Okay, but, uh, but I would say it's not that there's no place for that, but sometimes that becomes the be-all and end-all, and then all there is in the world is debunking. Right? There's nothing that you admire, nothing that you have reverence for. Right? All you do is debunk. And that, I would say, is extremely dangerous. So, Jonah, I was not going after Phil... I was going after half the humanities departments in America. I had much bigger fish to fry than Phil. Okay, that, that, was the, uh, that was the target of, uh, of this Sikha. Okay, last thing, guys. Okay, so how did it start? This is going to be obvious. This is actually not going to be so exciting because you already know it. How did it start that there was a Pasuk that said, Reshit goyim amalek v'achito adeoved. And what did that mean? Amalek's the first of the nations, and what's going to happen at the end of days? They'll be destroyed. Now, remember, Rafunar had two questions, and now we can answer both questions. What was Rashid Goyim? Oh, they're the first ones that attacked us. And what's Akhitoa Deoved? That at the end of days, even though everybody's going to make it, somehow 
They don't make it. But now we can answer everything. Okay, it all comes together so beautifully. Okay, why can't Amalek make it at the end of days? Because they've got that fatal trait that prevents you from ever turning it around. Right, somebody who's struggling with anger or jealousy or arrogance has the capability of turning it around. But someone who starts out, right, whatever comes up, I'll mock it, right? So you really can't be affected. You've created this impenetrable barrier that we could talk about 5,000 good values. We could talk about saving starving children in Africa. We could talk about a thousand things. You're just going to mock it, right? So you're, you're impenetrable, but you're impenetrable in a bad way. And that's why at the end of days, Amali can't make it. Because that's the one trait that ultimately prevents you from becoming a better person. Okay, and now even the first part of the Pasuk connects. Because what was the first part of the Pasuk? Reshit Goyim Amalek. Where did Amalek manifest that they were the people of late Sunud? When they were the first nation to attack. So that Pasuk becomes so much deeper now. Reshit Goyim Amalek. Amalek is the first group to attack us because they couldn't deal with something exalted. Vachrito Adeoved. What is the ultimate result of that? At the end of days, they're just they're destroyed because they can't turn it around. Okay, so guys, it's been a pleasure learning with you. But again, this is the point. I was not going after Phil. But when you guys are in the university world next year or the year after, right, do not get caught up in that. Life is not only about debunking. All right, everybody have a great weekend.